like scary movies. Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Hi, Georgie. Swallow this. Cat dead. Details later. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. Hello. So, episode 41, we're going to be talking about the Human Centipede first sequence. Interestingly enough, this is on the tier two iceberg that we've been working through. Yes, um, I was wondering if I could get driving directions to a nightclub called... Hello, sweetie. No, we're in Germany right now. Maybe we can talk to you later? All right, we miss you. Bye, Amy. Bye, sweetie. I think we're supposed to turn. I thought you knew exactly where we were going. What was that? We came from over here, I swear. We just got a little lost. A okay? little lost? Yes, we're not a little lost. We're really lost. Oh, I was We got a flat tire. Can we come in? Something to drink. The tourists. Um, we're, we're on a road trip through like Europe. A, yeah. Can you call uh, the emergency car service for us? You have a really lovely home. The Siamese triplet connected via the gastric system. <laughs> Start with cutting the ligaments of the kneecaps. So Vans in it. Come to I don't really feel it belongs on the iceberg generally. I don't really recall it ever being massively disturbing, um, especially for its era. Like it came out in say, 2009. 20, 29, 2009, yeah. 29. So, 29, you know what I mean. <laughs> so it came out on 2009, um, premiered at the London Fright Fest. Uh, like I, I think, like, I think people had high expectations of the rejuvenation of uh, body horror generally. And a lot of people just felt like this film wasn't really that. Um, obviously, it went on to have two other sequels um, turned into a trilogy. Second sequence, final sequence, which were both completely different from the first one. I would say the third one kind of 
was more similar than to the first one than the second one. The second was one was like a complete abstract, almost art film, um, filmed in like the most awful way, awful story, awful plot line, awful characters, everything about it was awful. Um, but yeah, we'll be getting into all three of them. We were joined by Elise. Hello. Our, our review girl. Sorry for going off a tangent. That's what I tend to do. <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> Should have introduced you a little bit sooner on. Um, yeah, we, we actually met her last week when yeah. we went to The Love of Horror. So that was nice. Even if it was just brief, it was nice to see a face. Yeah, it was. I think, Zephod, you were like the first person we saw when we walked over. Yeah, because I was waiting for Katie. Because as yeah. usual, Katie's always late. <laughs> Zayford had been there for such a long time and I feel awful because we I only got... got there about 12. Yeah, uh, he, and I didn't get there till half two. So, and then he had to leave at like four. So, oh, really? Yeah. yeah my, well, some of my trains got cancelled, so I had to leave early. Oh, that's rubbish. So I had to like rush and get like the next train. Oh, we were, the, we were there literally like, we arrived at like about half one and we were there at through right through to the after party yeah next year i've got i've booked the um full weekend oh have you it was good the after party was fun but i i was like i thought that um we left much later i was i was really drunk by the end of the day <laughs> and i was like i thought i'd gone to my bed at about midnight and they were like no we left the like we left the place at like 10 or something and i went to bed straight away i was like oh okay <laughs> what hotel did you stay at um we just stayed at like this air this like B and B. It was like a pub B and B thing. Okay. It, it wasn't yeah, it was it was all right. <laughs> I, I stayed at I stayed at a Premier Inn, which was about a mile and a half away. And oh, yeah. it was you know, it was pretty basic, but it was all right. Um the Saturday that I stayed there, it was fine, but for some reason, like on Sunday there were just so many piss ads. Oh really? Back from the full of horror. They they got told off quite a few times. Um oh, I wouldn't have mind so much, but obviously I was sharing a, a room with my two children, yeah. and like they woke one of them up, and then the other one was kind of stirring. And I was like, "Oh, really?" Oh, but no. yeah, there was lots of screaming, lots of banging. It sounds like a really good time, but <laughs> not so much when you've got two children. No. no. <laughs> um, generally, it's not very accessible for parents. What with the all the steps and whatnot. I was getting anyway. it was getting quite tedious for me having to go up and down the ramp. So I'm hoping that my son can walk by next year because that was is that fun. the venue? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's very hot fun. as well. Like oh. when I, when I walked in there, I was like, I'm gonna pass out in here. You mm -hmm. know, I was really I was glad that they hot. they made the decision to open the doors, which helped mm -hmm. a lot. But yeah, um, unbelievable how stuffy it was. Yeah, we had to keep leaving because I was like, it is actually so hot, especially in like the market bit. It was just so warm. That was like also kind of close together as well. Yeah, because yeah, everyone's crammed yeah. in there. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I I think obviously because I had to queue. Um, I can't say her name, but horror hysteria. She requested that I got her an autograph from David Arquette. So <laughs> me and Zayford pretty much spent over half the time that we were together queuing which it was, like, it was about half an hour 45 minutes to fair yeah oh, like... and zayford could have got in on the picture turns out because david oh. was in a good mood <clears throat> but oh. no he 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 did as he was told and he stayed away but yeah oh. after i came out from seeing art the clown he was just gone i was like no oh but... really 
Yeah, it was really tragic. <laughs> but, I got to uh, rush and get a tray and I did I know, he didn't then... do it on purpose. He didn't go <laughs> I had like 6% left on my phone. <laughs> oh, no. no. No, but yeah, we, I think I think we're going to do a bit more better organising and yeah, Zafer's going to stay the weekend in Manchester just to make sure that he doesn't have to rush off and stuff. But it was a really good event. Oh, yeah. I, did, I did enjoy it. Um, I'm hoping that there's going to be some more guests like yeah i've, I've, I've seen bruce campbell gets, gets yeah yeah that would be cool um i've seen that there's that goofy dude from midsummer coming no that's from um, from that's for the love of sci-fi no I he's he's gonna be the love of horror isn't he no he's at the love of, uh, for the love of sci-fi one in december oh well i'm not interested in that then i didn't realize that they'd even announced anybody for the only two yeah. people that have been announced so far is Tim Capella again, obviously, and um, <laughs> Ray Wise. I have to say, I grabbed Tim Capella's bicep. I have to get that out there. He came into the crowd with a saxophone, and I grabbed his bicep. He pointed and smiled at my son like he was in his buggy, <laughs> just watching him walk across. And he was like, "Hey." <laughs> I don't know how that would have looked to a one and a half year old, but there you go. He played his saxophone right up beside me. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But no, I, I was hoping, like, David Arquette was really cool. I just think that the prices that they charge for, mm. you know, you've already paid your ticket entry and stuff. Like, I think that the prices they charge for an autograph and a photo, I would like that to be a bit lower, but. Yeah, I David Arquette was about like 62 quid, I think, for a photo. Yeah, like I just can't justify paying that. Because I, I, I kind of thought about getting a photo with Zach Galligan, you know, from The Gremlins. Oh, yeah. Because I absolutely love, like, The Gremlins is one of my favourite movies. I really love the second one, actually. But anyway, I thought about that, but I was like, do I need to pay £30 for a photo? Like, mm. I, I bought so much merch as well. Like, I just spent so much money on merch. I'm like, don't really know if I can justify it. I don't know. I think Terrifier for me was, it was such, I remember like the first time I watched it in, I think it was 2020, I want to say. And I remember it was just a movie that I just stuck on because I was like, oh, I haven't seen this before. And I just, I couldn't believe like how much it, like I enjoyed it. I'm Mm. not typically a slasher fan myself, but there was something about it where they had like perfectly captured 80s slasher but modernized it in a way that like it made it more accessible, more enjoyable. You know, they they kept mm. the sleaze, but they cleaned it up a little bit. You know, they made it look a bit more aesthetically pleasing. Um, the excessive gore scenes, obviously the lady being chainsawed in half and all that. I just was just like, oh my god, I need <laughs> I, I, this is the movie that I didn't know I needed. And um, I hadn't actually seen Terrifier 2 up until a few days ago, but I knew mm. it was going to be good. And yes, it was even better than the first one. Oh, yeah. Terrifier 2 was amazing. It was so... I thought, like, I, I the first Terrifier movie, I really liked Art the Clown. Like, I thought he was amazing, but mm-hmm. I didn't like the movie. But okay. I loved Terrifier 2. Why didn't you like the movie? I just didn't think it... Like, I thought the acting was a bit not great. I didn't oh, think... Just- Paying homage to 80 slashes, though, you know, like, yeah, not it just wasn't wasn't for me, yeah. But the the second one, I thought the second one was really good because I I watched that last night and I really enjoyed it. Generally, like, what is your subgenre in horror? Like, what what really appeals to you more than anything? 
Flasher. <laughs> Flashers, like Zayford. Yeah. Okay, so you're yeah. big into your Scream. It was, it was Scream, yeah. Scream was the thing that really, that's the kind of one horror movie that really got me into horror properly. Like, mm-hmm. it was Buffy the Vampire Slayer, so that was Obviously. the TV show, But yeah, that's <laughs> what got me into it. And then, um, and then I watched Scream and that was me. I've just always loved Slasher since then. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that Terrifier 2, you found that a bit more redeeming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely love Terrifier 2. I just can't believe how much better it was than the first one. Yeah, it was. And it, it's <laughs> like they, they put a lot of effort into it this time. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was that I'm was. Say, I think my favourite bit of Terrifier 2 is when um, I put that um, mashed potato in the woman's face. <laughs> oh, God, that was... <laughs> You know, there was one bit that I laughed at for ages. I can't even remember. It was in the like in the shop, and somebody says, "I think it's when the guy's like telling him to get out," and he just does this. You know, he's like smiling. Oh, the the little blower thing. And no, it was when he did the little shocked face. It just yeah, I remember. Yeah, I I laughed at that bit for ages. I just think his expressions and everything are amazing, and like that. I think that's one of the scary things about him is like everybody's terrified of him as soon as they see him and he's just smiling and chilling and like he doesn't I don't know it's just the way that he does it is so much creepier Mm. you know than like when they're trying to really come for you but he's just kind of smiling and dancing about and having a good time to himself I definitely think the most scariest and my most favorite scene is uh when the mum walks in on their daughter being absolutely mutilated beyond repair it was one of the most glorious scenes i've seen in a while Um, because the fact that she's still alive and she's still alive and that's what made it even more horrifying and it was one Mm. of those things like i i don't often react to horror movies but i was genuinely like oh 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 no! <laughs> I, like, I thought the clown cafe bit was cool as well. You know, like the yeah. dancey. Yeah, that's song was stuck in my head for ages. Well. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really love that whole suspension into hell and like you know, like she's like, she, you know, when she's propelled into the the drowning yeah thing, and then there, there's just these, there's this banjo player that's constantly on fire, and then there are people that are, there's that little boy who's eating cereal. Mm. Just imagine that that is almost a reimagining of hell, you know, mm-hmm. like they're just forever stuck in torment to actually see people doing that, not in a supernatural way, but they're literally physically there in this mm-hmm. basement is is horrifying, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the the brutality in it is just it, it's just it just doesn't it doesn't translate in modern films typically the way it does with that one you know like even like the throwing acid in in the lady's face and things like that it's just we don't really see horror like that anymore it's always excessive blood excessive special effects sometimes it's good to just at people um but yeah really good i i actually got to meet david howard thornton obviously in costume And I reminded him, I did say to him, I said, you'd be, I said, I, like, we took the photo and I took a step back and I said, you said you'd be on my podcast. And he looked at me and kind of nodded once. And I said, Spaceman and the Doll, don't you forget. And he nodded <laughs> twice more and put his thumb up at me. And I was like, yes, oh, that, that means awesome. he's going to talk to me again. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. He's yeah. incredible. He so, really is incredible. He's so amazing the way that he responds to his fans. Like he, he genuinely is very humbled uh, by all the attention that he's receiving. Um, it's it's nice. It's nice to see somebody like 
normalize talking to people and not being above people. Zayford will tell you all about it, how we've tried countless times to talk to people and sometimes they don't reach out and Mm -hmm. it can feel quite disheartening, particularly when you're like so invested in horror and you're not like doing it to be invasive. You genuinely want other people's perceptions and yeah, he's he's refreshing, definitely. He's definitely mm-hmm. not full of himself, and I think that's why he's so popular. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we were supposed to be <laughs> doing a separate <laughs> the love of horror, um, but we kind of just did it now. Uh, well, I suppose that's the mini episode done then. We don't yeah, really yeah. anything else about that. Well, we hope <laughs> you enjoyed this mini episode. Goodbye. <laughs> anyway, episode 41, Human Centipede. Tom Six, strange looking fellow, looks like the dude from Mambo Number no. Five, mixed with the guy from the well, the mass scene, uh, with uh, Cameron Diaz. He interestingly wrote, directed, and produced all three movies. Why we don't know. It was supposed to be a Dutch body horror movie that was transcending to new adepts of what's body horror typically is which is camp and silly uh to be quite honest with you uh that's exactly what it translated to me in the end anyway I, I didn't I thought it was silly um I think a lot of people that have seen the human centipede don't have a lot of positive things to de- to say about it um interestingly when we were talking to was it was it the dude from horror movie review Seyford he said that it was one of the most disturbing movies he'd ever seen uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, we were talking about like one of the most like what was our most disturbing movies, and interestingly, he said that it was the Human Centipede, and I was just like, why? What a, what a blasé choice! And he just said, I I don't like that it. I I think it, he was mirroring what you had said about it being medically possible. I think that he said that the fact that it could be medically possible is terrifying to him, but. I personally don't think it is medically possible. No, I was going to say, is it though? <laughs> no, I, I don't think it is. Um, no. And even if it is, I don't think anybody has like this innate fear that they're going to get like their mouth sewn onto somebody. No. You know, no. I don't. I don't think that that's a thing. What? What? What did you do? Do you think there were any particular scenes in it that were quite effective? Do you think it has any redeeming factors about it at all? Not really. Um, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> It was, you know, it starts out, the thing is, they make such stupid decisions as well. Like, see, Mm. even right from the get-go, the girls are in their car, and I'm like, just stay in your fucking car. Like, (laughs) (laughs) straight away, none of this needed to happen. But I just feel like it's such stupid decisions. Like, there's that whole scary bit of, oh, you've gone into somebody's house for help and they've drugged you. But Mm. I mean, don't take water from a stranger either. Like, he was, it wasn't even like, this is what, so I watched it with my friends and we were like, he was so creepy. As soon as he opened the door, he was like, "Are you alone?" And then he was just like, "Yeah, that's when you. That's when you leave." Yeah, like yeah, you'd be like, "He is literally stereotypical. Like, stay the fuck away from him." Exactly. That's yeah. what I mean. Like, there's nothing like like that whole thing of being like in that situation where you need help and somebody just takes advantage of you. Like, that is a scary concept. Hmm. But that could have been so avoided. Like, they they could have avoided that so many times. And then you know the bit there. One of the girls almost escapes. Mm. Yeah, and she could have done like I'm just like why are you so stupid like I get she was scared <laughs> but she done so many stupid things like 
there was a phone right beside the door and she didn't try and phone the police at all and she waited so long to open the curtain and I'm like you could have smashed that door ages ago like there was just so many things she could have done and I'm just like and then the fact that she like went and got her friend which yeah like nice of her to save her friend but she like like carries her upstairs and everything like it's no bother and then she's dragging her across the, the like garden and I'm like none of that would have happened like that just wouldn't have happened like I don't know None of it would have happened anyway, but it just the whole thing was just so stupid. Yeah, yeah I think I think stupid. if it was if I was in the situation where I got out, I'd be like, I'm out, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye, friend. Like, go and get help because he's not <laughs> like he's he he's, he'd need a third person for the centipede, right? So if you go and get help, then she's not going to be made into a centipede anymore anyway. Mm. Good point. <laughs> like, I just yeah, it was just so fucking stupid, and it was like I just was watching it thinking. You know, I don't mind gore. That doesn't bother me at all. And I don't mind, you know, disturbing things. You watch horror, you kind of expect things to be disturbing. You watch the human centipede, you know it's going to be. But it was just like, it was just not, there was no substance. It was just trying to be shocking. And it was just stupid. And wow. I feel like I'd ripped my face. Like, I don't know about you, but see if my face got sewn to somebody's arse, I'd just rip my face off. Like, I'd just rip my face off their arse. It's better than eating shit. Hmm. Like, because those stitches are going to be fresh, right? If you just rip your face. <laughs> I kept saying that. I was like, just rip your face off. <laughs> well, there is an interesting tidbit. Well, a couple tidbits, actually, for, like, the the reasons behind this, the inspiration behind this. According to Six... There's inspiration? Con- the concept <laughs> arose yeah. from a joke he had made with friends about punishing a child molester by stitching his mouth to the anus of a fat truck driver. another source of inspiration was nazi medical experiments performed during world war ii such as those performed by joseph mengele at the auschwitz concentration camp when approaching investors to fund the project as he did in his white suit i imagine six did not mention the premise of the film for fear of putting off potential backers yeah it's probably a wise idea (laughs) financiers did not discover the full nature of the film until completion (laughs) well there's a surprise. <laughs> I would not like to be in that room when you're when you're like watching it and you're like, yeah, it's was... not what did he I said mention... it was going to be. Yeah, did I mention what this movie is entirely about? <laughs> oh, to be a quirky Dutchman, the things you can get away with. Mm-hmm. The film held its premiere at the London Fright Fest Film Festival in 2009. It received a limited theatrical release, despite mixed. Despite a mixed critical reception, the film won several accolades at international film festivals. Two sequels that were also written and directed by him, Full Sequence and Final Sequence, were released in 2011 and 2015, respectively. The entire trilogy was combined into a single film in 2016 titled Complete Sequence, which Sick described as a movie centipede due to each sequence leading into its successor, while simultaneously working as a separate standalone film. Yeah, because they're not they don't follow on from each other, do they? No, they don't. The the German doctor in the first one is like a guard or whatever in the third one. Mm-hmm. Is he? Apparently so. Mm-hmm. I, I did a quick Google. Mm. <laughs> so it's like, are they like kind of like anthologies but have the same plot basically? Okay. The second one is just crazed. To be honest with you, it 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 doesn't. Uh, I mean, like like the first one is completely sane and normal, but the <laughs> second one is just like this absolute debaucherous, pointless, nihilistic, fucking heavy, horrible, horrific black and white 
fucked up fucking fuck. But in, in that one, the first film is a film within the film. Yeah. Because oh. he's taken inspiration from that film and he wants oh. to continue his work. And what he does is uh he he's like he, he works as like a security tape watcher in a car park or he's something. A, like he's basically a security guard for a car park. Yeah. yeah. And he's he's essentially trapping people in this car park and uh experimenting on them. And when I say experimenting on them, he's literally stapling people together. And you know, it involves like there's a pregnant woman involved, there's all sorts of stuff going on. Um, and it's just so I mean, I get if you if you if you're a proper fanatic about a film, I get it. But like, what would drive you to want to staple a bunch of fucking people together in a fucking car park? If the movie actually ends with him masturbating with a bunch oh. of uh, sandpaper, oh, so obviously God. he's a sadist. <laughs> obviously, well, I mean, he's going to be in that pet shop at some point. So hey, we're not talking about that. <laughs> I just, I, I, I don't. I don't understand that second film at all. It just feels like anybody who likes that film, there's something wrong with you. Like that, I'm sorry. Like I, I, I mean, like anyone any, who likes anybody, any Yeah, I was gonna say, do, pe- do people actually like this? Is what I can't understand because if you say the Human Centipede to like anybody, they're like, oh, like that's always the reaction. Like, does anybody actually like? I get that. So, like, you know, movies that are disturbing. So, like, the movie that comes to mind for me is Martyrs. You know, the. Oh, absolutely. One of my favorites. It's very disturbing, but it's a good movie. Like, so I can understand people thinking that that is a good movie, despite Mm -hmm. the fact that it's very disturbing. But Mm -hmm. this is a shit movie Mm -hmm. and it's just disgusting. And I'm like, does anybody actually think it's good? Like, are there people out there that actually like this movie? Well, apparently it holds a 50% Rotten Tomato rating. So, yes, there are people that like it. But they're just trying to be edgy to saying that way. Yeah. Yeah. It does it does kind of feel like that. It feels like it it feels like the only reason why anybody would want to say that is if they were an uh, an edgy little thirteen year old. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be like shocking. Be fair, I remember when when I first watched it, I would have been uh, baby. I'd have been fifteen. Oh, 15 Shut so up, where I... are you? <laughs> what can I mean? No, wait, no, wait. Oh, oh no, I wasn't. <laughs> no, yeah, 15. I was 15. Wow. Fucking hell. And I remember saying that I liked the film because like oh, it really? didn't because it didn't bother me. I wasn't disturbed by it. And I'd watched it multiple times by myself for whatever reason. Why? Because I don't know. <laughs> I was 15. <laughs> I think I would say I was disturbed by it. I think I probably would say that. Mm. Like, just because it was just, like, it was really horrible. It was the bit as well, like, you know, the whole part, where, I know we already, I already said about the part where she tries to escape, very mm. badly tries to escape, and he's like, right, I'm going to put you in the middle. Like, that bit, is, that's just so fucked up. Like, the the thought process that went into that for that character but then the thought process of somebody actually making that, like the punishment of being in the middle and everything, like it's just so fucking weird. I mean, that is a pretty bad punishment now to be in the middle. I know. But then oh. she did survive, so. Yeah, but that's still worse. <laughs> but then that's that's what I was like. 
because after it finished i googled that the actress of the the girl that was in the middle because i was like i wonder if she's in the second one because like does she get away i would like to know that because i i was like so i'm like going to my friends pick up the bit of fucking glass that he just killed himself with and free yourself that's what i'd be doing mm. <laughs> i don't i don't think she survived i don't think anyone found her well that's the thing isn't it She'd have, yeah, how would you even get out of that situation? She would have had to get that bit of glass and cut her, like, mouth free from his arsehole. And then she'd have had to cut her dead friend free from her arsehole. Like, <laughs> that's not going to be a very good situation at the end, is it? That's definitely an Ascaya, mentally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, like, how much blood are you going to, well, I suppose by the time you get help, I don't know. Oh, the whole thing. I'm surprised she didn't pass that when she tried to escape in the first time. Because, like, her arm was just pouring. But that was fucking stupid as well. Because the cannula would have just come out. Like, that bit was stupid as well. That annoyed me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a nurse, so it annoys me when stuff like that happens. I'm like, that wouldn't happen. <laughs> um, I just, yeah, her, her escape attempt was definitely... That, that annoyed me quite a lot, actually, when I watched it. When I think about it, I'm like... You could have you made such a better attempt to get away. <laughs> this is a typical dumb uh, horror character uh, yeah it definitely is yeah I, I think generally the whole franchise is like that though very surface level don't mm. care about them characters mm. it is there for the gore it is there for the body horror yeah. body horror is typically like that unfortunately there isn't much depth to any characters I mean take society <clears throat> for example or the more recent one men I don't know if you've seen that oh. That movie is so shit. Hey, I liked it until the last 15 minutes. And then I was <laughs> like, well, do you know, I, it was it's the first movie that I've watched in the past couple of years where I've actually seen people walk out. People oh, really? were walking out because they're like, really? You know? Um, oh, I, that film for me was like a four star film um, oh, really? right up until the end. And then I was like, nah. Oh, I really didn't enjoy it. Did you not? I thought, I thought it started with some good promise and I feel mm. like um, oh, it's been a while since I watched it but I, I remember thinking the main actress was good but I just mm. thought the movie was not good. <laughs> I, I I mean, I thought like the, the, the bloke who played all the different characters, I thought that was amazing. Yeah, but... he was good. He was in the first episode of Black Mirror as well. Yeah, he so. plays yes. the Prime Minister. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I, I thought that was really cool because you could sort of see in the audience and with the person that I was with, like it was kind of, we were kind of like shifting to realize that it was all played by the same person. Yeah. And it was like, a, it was slowly kind of like, hold on a minute, that's all one and the same. And I really liked the whole Gaia like supernatural element to it. I, I liked that there was some sort of mysticism to it all, like the green one. Yeah, it was it was really cool, and the interpretation of her fleeing from domestic violence and, and mm. hating hating the world, but wanting to embrace the world at the same time. That fear after being involved with somebody so horrible, so heinous. I could definitely relate to that in my own life, and I think like uh, I've I mean I've I've read what the producer had to say about it that a lot of people could take a lot of things from it and it depending on how you are in your life how how you would view it some people mm. look at it from a domestic violence sort of way some people would see it as more of a description of society etc um however the ending was just like why 
um it didn't need to happen uh the fact that she like meets her husband right at the end of it as well and there's just this really odd exchange that wasn't very necessary it kind of spoiled all of it yeah and obviously giving birth to giving birth to give you know just turned into a russian doll i i didn't i didn't rate that at all can't remember the ending. <laughs> Can you, you not? Okay. I don't, um, I don't remember. It must be. It was. I think it was a while ago that I watched it. So around like before about I'd say about about ten fifteen minutes before the film ends, she's almost raped. Um. So she's she's sort of sexually assaulted by one of the men in the village, and she breaks free from him and she runs off. And then there's that uh, beautiful audio of the and it's all very like amazing you know there's all these apples falling from the trees like a representation of adam and eve and mm. eve fleeing the garden and you know like i said all the gaia the mysticism and stuff that you know the imagery is so rich and so amazing obviously the a lot of the uh woodland the forest parts were filmed near where i live in princess risborough as well very oh, much greenery yeah so it's it was just you know the music everything it was just so perfect and then she runs off and um she starts to get and then after that that's when it that's when it turns and it's like really um so she gets chased by a car and then she ends up like fleeing back into the house and then the dude comes out and you see that he's morphing into all these different people and then he like i said it's it's literally just a russian doll situation and she's just standing there watching it happen and it's kind of just like why <laughs> you know it, it didn't it didn't need it it, mm. it it fell on its own merits like it it didn't need any more than what it had um it it's a, it's a shame because like i it was one of those movies where i went home and i had to read what other people were saying about it particularly on podcasts and stuff like just reading lots and lots of people and what they had to say about it and mm. a lot of people really felt the same way like they just didn't understand why it ended the way that it did um it's a shame when that happens isn't it you enjoying a movie and yeah it yeah i mean i had i had a lot of high hopes for uh crimes of the future as well like i said i keep what I, I warned you about that film i know and it ended up being like the worst film i've seen this year um oh i won't watch that then <laughs> yeah well David Cronenberg, he obviously he's done Videodrome, Crash, all sorts of really awesome, amazing, really original and unique movies that like you remember them, you visually remember them. I'm only going to remember Crimes of the Future in a satirical parody kind of way. Like it was not even heard of. Really? Yeah, I've not heard of it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Well, well, it was it was basically so it was basically said that there were people it was inducing panic attacks in people. Oh. People were passing out in theaters. And I, you know, obviously me having severe anxiety, I was like, oh, great. I'm going to be really scared. I was literally looking at my phone every 10 minutes. Oh, no. <laughs> That's how non. Yeah, there's, there's nothing scary about that film. No, it's it's silly. It almost feels like it's a parody of uh david cronenberg's previous works and body horror it doesn't feel like it's a genuine film at all there's so many plot holes all of the characters are just bordering on yeah satirical it doesn't seem like they're genuinely interested uh christian stewart sort of plays someone who's a bit enamored a bit blank blank you know a bit like twilight <laughs> Uh, there's there's a bit of a there's a bit of a situation with some chairs where people sit in that are kind of they just look like a really bad prop and they make funny noises and they're kind of made of like flesh 
Um, that's the only way I can describe it. The whole thing is just what you know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not quite sure how he managed to achieve so many people to go. Yeah, yeah, this is a really good idea. Um, <laughs> because it's it David wasn't Cronenberg and the name carries weight, and I guess he can just do what he wants now. It kind, yeah. you know. When I watched, when I read some stuff on Letterboxd about it, um, there were that's what it felt like to some people as well. They were kind of just like, so he's David Cronenberg, and he and he's basically saying, "Fuck you, I can do whatever I want." Um, but yeah, I don't know if they can make the Human Centipede, they can make anything, can't they? <laughs> Interestingly, obviously, the Human Centipede sits on tier two, and I don't really think it belongs here. Um, I don't know how you feel about it, Elise, but obviously we've been working through it and we've literally, this is our last one, other than we've got one more to do. That I've a race ahead to do. A raise ahead, yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll read out them to you. So okay. on tier one, we've got Megan is missing. So is tier one the worst or the best? Sorry, this is what the I'm best. like. It's, surface it's, level. it's yeah, the right softest the level. Tier yeah. one's the softest level, okay. Yeah, so Megan is missing. I haven't seen that. I've been to, I've been told to see it. I was actually planning on watching that soon, but I've not seen it. Watch it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Saw. Uh, yeah, that's pretty soft, isn't it? Really, I like it though. I do like Saw, but it's pretty soft. Midsummer. Yeah, I wouldn't say that's disturbing. Mm. Would you? I mean, I think it belongs on tier one. Yeah, but mm. I I have my own. I, I have my own opinion. I mean, I've kind of said it several times in in each of these episodes, but I Megan is missing. Unfortunately, I'm I won't spoil it for you because it's mm. one hell of a movie, and um, you should definitely see it if you haven't seen it. But mm. basically, I think that Megan is missing should be way down. We've got like seven tiers, and oh, Megan fuck, is in tiers one. Yeah, well, it, it, it there's only four or five per each tier, so okay. it's it's not like there's loads and loads. It's kind of like a good. Mm version but megan is missing should be on like tier four tier five along with cannibal holocaust and uh salo in my opinion um saw and seven i don't really feel like they belong there only because of their influential status not because yeah. they're actually disturbing um texas chainsaw massacre is on tier one as well would you agree with that one is, is that the original yeah i mean yeah texas chainsaw massacre is pretty grim mm. I think that's probably fair. What about the so with tier two? This is what the human centipede resides. Okay, next yeah. To, uh, the house that Jack built. I didn't actually finish that movie because <laughs> it's yeah. a long one. Yeah, it's like it's two just, and a half hours. My God. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I, I watched a bit of it and I just couldn't. I was just. I, I mean, I wouldn't say it was. I didn't turn it off because it was disturbing. I just was like not really into it. It's very yeah. Lars von Trier is not for everybody for sure. Um, mm-hmm. you've got to be in the certain mood for it you've got to be able to sit down for a good two three hours and yeah I I, I can I can't watch it very often either I mean mm. I, I love the movie Melancholia but don't ever ask me to sit and watch it again as, <laughs> as amazing as it is I couldn't you know um, and obviously uh, Antichrist I don't know have you seen that one? I have not is no, Antichrist on tier two? No, no, I was just saying on here again with um, Antichrist on tier four. Uh, yeah, so the other two that reside next to the human centipede, uh, Tusk. Yeah, I've not seen I've I have been told about Tusk. Don't know if I want to watch it. Oh, I... you got to give it fun. a chance. It's so good. Okay. 
Kevin Smith having a crack at horror and well, a second crack at horror. Sorry, Red State. Oh. <laughs> Red Red. I don't. Have you seen the movie Red State? No. <laughs> I would do you know what? Honestly, you, I do. But you said that you know you like your things, you like slashes, yeah. right? So yeah, I, yeah. I bet if I asked you about any I bet you'd be able to go, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. these are these are quite like um the, this is more my realm, you know, psychological disturbing heavy movies. I'm I'm quite a sucker for things like that, yeah. you know. Um so don't worry about it. But yeah, that <laughs> is that is Kevin Smith's best horror movie. I know there is Red State Safer, thank you for that. But yeah, it, if you ever get a chance to see that, Justin Long being uh, mutilated, that's a, that's a good body <laughs> horror movie. Um, and the third one next to the Human Centipede is a Razorhead. Yeah, I've not seen that either. Not seen that. I actually saw that for the first time because um, I we couldn't find it anywhere to stream, so I had to mm. buy it on DVD. And um, I sat and watched it, and I just thought, well, David Lynch. Um, very artsy fartsy film bit too artsy fartsy i love my artsy fartsy films sometimes um didn't get it didn't get it at all um not quite sure it's it's hard because i don't want to tell zayta because obviously zayta's got to watch it it's in the post yeah. so i don't uh, i've it. got it now I've, oh you have yeah i got it, it uh, i think i got it yesterday I also sent I sent him a god awful package. I sent him <laughs> a Razorhead and this other movie called Happiness. I don't know if you've ever seen that one. No. <laughs> Gosh, I've got a laundry list to give you <laughs> movies to watch. You'll be interested all year. Um, <laughs> no, it's, yeah, Happiness is just this. It's this very bizarre film from the late nineties about um, there's like a a, a pedophilic father. Um, there's a serial killer there's lots of affairs there's just there's all this like intermingled stuff like in the middle of perfect suburbia and it's oh, yeah. it's like a dark comedy but a very very dark comedy and, and what did you say that's called again sorry happiness. happiness um so it's literally it's just literally just happiness it's really like again couldn't find it anywhere to stream um, it was available on Prime Video at one point, but it's not anymore. So I had to buy the DVD of that one because it was just one of these things. I just I I started working my way through. I think it was Insiders top fifty most disturbing movies, mm-hmm. and a lot of them sort of included things like Titty Cup Follies, which is like this documentary about insane asylums in the nineteen hundreds. Um, Night Will Fall, which is the documentary about concentration camps. Um, and then there's like found footage movies. There's um, what's that? What's that? Um, High Tension. Just like all kinds of like, you know, the, the Masters was on there, of course. Mm. It was kind of like a very widespread buffet of all things disturbing. And mm-hmm. I, I sort of came across the disturbing iceberg on YouTube and started working more on towards that. But there were a couple of things on that list that I just had never heard of. And happiness was one of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that I watched it. But what the fuck? I don't want to own it. <laughs> I don't know, but I've got it now. No, you got it now, David. You can keep it. You can Your keep problem, it. though. Yeah. yeah, you can keep it. That'll be on the top shelf out of everyone's reach. But it's like, you know, we actually went through a phase. It was my idea, actually, for the, the beginning of our of our podcast. Um, For the movies, we would take pictures of ourselves with the DVD. 
Uh as time got on we started to realize that it would be less easier to do that especially when we were talking about more inconspicuous or difficult or just Mm -hmm. films Mm -hmm. so um i ended up getting a copy of megan is missing again i don't want to spoil it for you but child rape and i did not want to keep that dvd in my house and to this day that blu-ray lives in my bread bin um oh yeah should have sent that one is it did you oh, say do you want it, I'll take it. As well. Sorry, Elise, what did you say? It's not streaming anywhere, did you say? Megan is missing? No. Mm. Uh, it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah, but we went through this phase where we wanted physical copies so we could yeah. take pictures with them. And then after that point, I was kind of like, Zayford, I don't want all these creepy, horrible things. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, I've got like, I, you know, I, I love 80s slashes movies. Um, I've got tons and tons of like older movies from the 70s and, and things like that. And I also love collecting movies with really obscure, obscure and weird names. That's my kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't, yeah, some of the stuff I'm just not interested in having. Zayford, however, is just, he's slowly building like a horror emporium library. So he's, <laughs> he's he's not too fussed what he has on his shelf, but I'm a bit more picky. Yeah, I just make sure the top shelf is out of reach. Yeah. <laughs> From sticky hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, um, human centipede, back to that. <laughs> um yeah we are going to be doing human centipede 2 on level four so we will be coming back to this so it's probably not a good what, idea. what's on what's on the worst um tier? Like the worst couple of levels yeah like uh, what's the... from what do you mean like tier six and seven yeah like what's the worst movies so we've got on tier six we've got guinea pig devil's experiment uh we've got the faces of death and snuff 102 yep so it's not going to be a surprise to you that i have not seen any of those sorry neither have we um journey for everyone no i actually haven't seen i've heard a lot about faces of death but i haven't seen it um guinea pig obviously the only little tip that i know is that charlie sheen thought it was a real movie and called the fbi over it um, but guinea pig is it's like a series of movies and that one is like it's part of the series it's not like the whole thing oh, right, okay. um, yeah you find I think what's really interesting is that uh, Zayford obviously Zayford's like he's into slasher movies but we're both into we both really like found footage movies mm-hmm. and like the lower you go down the more it seems to be like found footage seems to be the prevalence you know um Guinea Pig is a found footage movie. Faces of Death is basically a compilation of real death. Um, Snuff 102, from what I understand, is also a found footage movie. And then with Tier 7, <clears throat> let's see if you've heard any of these ones, because I, <laughs> I, I I know one of them and that's about it. Um, so August Underground? No. No. Slaughtered Vomit Dolls? <laughs> no. No. Uh, and the final one, the one right at the bottom, Engineering Red. No. Which is no. basically just apparently a medical film. Oh, yes, I have heard about that, actually. Yeah, um, Mark yeah, watched it, and, yeah. I think. Yeah, Mark from Horror Movie Reviews, he took the bullet for us. He and he, <laughs> he said it wasn't even that bad. That He yeah. was the dude that said uh, Human Centipede was really scary, like disturbing. Not scary, disturbing. So, I, you know... <laughs> It's, it's so it's so funny that like what things affect people isn't it yeah like that's, that's right at the bottom and he was like eh you know yeah but, i mean the human i think it is disturbing the human centipede 
It is. I, I'm not going to watch it again. Mm. Ever. I say, it will be on my list to watch for a while. Mm. For a while. <laughs> I'm sure like in 10 years I'll come back to it and be like, can't be that bad, can it? And then <laughs> go back to it and be like, yeah, it's still will, shit. Will, will you ever watch the um, like one, two and three together movie? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think I can put up with however many hours that is. What, nearly four hours? Five hours? Mm. I'm, I'm not down with that. Will you watch them all together, Katie? Mm, for the experience, perhaps. Um, but do you know what? I feel like it's a huge misunderstanding of the genre generally. I think like what this dude was trying to do is he was taking true horror like the concentration camps and things like that and trying to translate it into something that was just like it would stick in people's psyche as that's fucked up and mm. I think it worked in a way but not in the way that it's going to be remembered as a good one you know yeah um, so I can't exactly say here sit here and say oh it's really disturbing because I am one of those people with the belief that like if you're just doing something for the sake of doing it, is it really fucking worth anything? Um, mm. Particularly, like, you know, the the movie that always stands out, the one thing I refuse to do, which is on this fucking thing, um, a Serbian film. That movie is supposed to be about the bastardization of Yugoslavian film, believe it or not, and how ridiculous and surface level and shallow and pathetic it is in terms of censorship and quality that's mm -hmm. what it's supposed to be about of course instead we're greeted with pedophilia between a father and a son the rape of a baby snuff which is bordering on like you know just disgusting sadism um the whole the whole thing is just fucking disgusting from start to finish and every single time I've talked to somebody about that movie, not one of them go, that's about the bastardization of Yugoslavian cinema. They always yeah. go, oh, that that film. You know, <laughs> I don't mm. know why people talk to me like that. They don't. Um, <laughs> it, you know, oh, you know, like it, it's it's been banned because it's so terrible. And it's, and it's like, but why? What mm. was the point of the film? What did it, what was the point? And I think entertainment, doesn't always have to have a concrete reason but there needs to be some sort of foundation to be building off of for a point and I just I just feel that like while he had probably good intentions of like probably reading and investigating and, and understanding all these things that happened in World War II and, and also having this this true hatred for pedophiles and oh we should punish them by making them go for a really gruesome thing did that get completely lost in translation as to what it was really about absolutely mm -hmm. i don't you know even 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 when we started having this conversation we were all like what was the point you mm -hmm. know um because it it didn't it didn't resonate with people in the right kind of way um and yeah i think with some genre it's it's fine to do that you know slashes they don't need to have a meaning found footage doesn't even have to have a move, m meaning but with with body horror particularly this there there needs to be something you know even when we take a look back at society what was that about it was kind of like the melding of how everybody's in bed with each other in in high society and you know that was a message mm -hmm. <laughs> um when, when we think of men that you know although it was fucking stupid 
that you know it, the, the, you get the point of it though the, the yeah the the re yeah. even if it's stupid the the rebirthing the pain the anguish <clears throat> of being a woman and the chauvinism and the blah blah blah, blah you know there's something that, that there's something the fly as well um he you know him going through this whole transfiguration of himself his personality finding power in disfiguration um what what was the point in this movie like what mm -hmm. did we, what did we get from any of it was there any kind of was there anything no not really um and yeah even with martyrs i mean i, I wouldn't say hugely that it's a body horror movie but it's definitely a torture movie it, it's very violent and sadistic it's got such a deep message to it um mm -hmm. you know, it's very disturbing i think that's why I, when uh you know just at the start we were talking about like things mm -hmm. that you find disturbing i think martyrs isn't on this list no i i think that i mean martyrs is more disturbing than absolutely like saw um, absolutely i can't remember there's a few that you're i can't remember there's something else on Heaven, tier one midsummer yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would say Martyrs is significantly more disturbing than those movies. So for me, looking at Martyrs, um, I, I, I mean, what, what? I mean, I don't want to come at this and and sound too extreme, but like, what was, what did you feel when you saw that movie? Like, how did it make you feel? Uncomfortable. Yeah, it actually made me cry. Um, mm -hmm. particularly the the arduous torture scenes. Yes. Slowly being conditioned. I just there about some, cried then too. Yeah there's something very evocative in those scenes and it is so reflective um for me at least i have so i have this disorder called cptsd <clears throat> and it's basically um from prolonged uh being under prolonged stress or um physical or emotionally abusive situations it, it's it's like a it, it it's ptsd is more like a a like it's a singular accident cptsd mm -hmm. when it's been going on for a few months or a few weeks or a few years mm -hmm. and there is just something so um perfectly depicted in that movie that the slow um draining of a person's soul um mm -hmm. you know the, the 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 process of being broken down as a person it it was such an amazing allegory of like what CPTSD is like for me, you know, mm -hmm. I hold that movie in such high regard because it's, it's incredible how, what it made me feel. Yeah. Uh, Human centipede just made me not want to finish my sandwich. Yeah. It made me just about to <laughs> up. I, I, me and my friends had gotten pizza and I felt like I was, Oh no. one, of my, one of my friends was actually, she was genuinely wretched and it was the bit with the poo. Oh, yeah. That was just so like I'm watching it and you're like I was watching it and I was like I just want it to be over like it was just even yeah I just wanted it to finish <laughs> and it I mean a lot of it was because it was disgusting but it was also just bad. Mm. Zayford, have you got any stats on the budget for this movie? Being that he didn't pay for it. <laughs> what do you mean I didn't pay for it? He, well, he got funding, didn't he? And he oh, didn't yeah. tell him about it until I mean, it says at the box office it made a hundred and seven, hundred and eighty-seven thousand euros, whatever that means. Um, <laughs> I don't think it did very well. Uh, but that's I'm, not. No. Um, I mean, it's uh, just apparently, apparently one point five million euros was the budget. Shut up! Really? Right. Apparently so. To say it's all I... in one location. 
I have to say the cinematography of it is rather nice. It's rather clean. Um, this, you know, the second one is nothing like it at all. <clears throat> I expect a lot of that money went to the actors because, like, realistically, who wants to get paid a low amount to be sun to someone else's face? Yeah, like, imagine, like, obviously it's, but then even, because uh, I actually did that, think that when I was watching it, like, imagine filming that, the amount of time that they were bandaged to another actor's arse. Like, mm. obviously, they're going to also be bandages there, but that must have just not been pleasant. Mm. Yeah, imagine just letting off one fart. Just ruins <laughs> the entire take. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so he, was, he said that he was in, heavily influenced as a filmmaker by the early works of David Cronenberg and Japanese horror films. Uh, he has said he prefers horror films that are more realistic over unbelievable, sure. Oh, well, come on, um, then. Uh, uh, monster films, and that he gets a rash from too much political correctness. A major influence for The Human Centipede was Pier Paolo Pasolini's controversial 1975 Italian drama film Salo, which we will be covering later. Yeah. It was notable for its scenes depicting intensely <clears throat> graphic violence, sadism, and sexual depravity. Interestingly, on uh, uh, I think they're children, which makes it even worse. Um, yeah. As was the work of Japanese director Takashi Make uh, Six, has also expressed his love of the works of David Lynch. Wow, Zafer, they're talking about everything we've been doing. <laughs> inspiration came from Six's previous role as director on the Dutch series Big, of Big Brother, <laughs> where he had weird. been able to observe people who did crazy things when they were alone and thought they were not being watched, like sniffing each other's butts. I don't, I don't know where, where he was going with that one. Six has stated that the human centipede is, to an extent, a reflection, a, ref a reflection, a reflection on fascism. Oh. Whatever. Uh, Dieter Laser, who played the antagonist, Doctor Heiter, said during the promotion of the film that he felt the guilt of Nazi actions during the war had haunted ordinary Germans from generations, and that as a German whose father participated in the war, he often felt like a child whose father is in jail for murder. The inclusion of a German villain came from this, with Six citing both the German invasion of the Netherlands during World War II and the Nazi medical experiments as inspiration. Laser stated in an interview with Clark Collis for Entertainment Weekly that he considered the film a grotesque parody about the Nazi psych, which I, I would agree with. Heiter's name was an amalgamation of several Nazi war criminals, his surname literally meaning cheerful in German, a combination of the names of Nazi doctors Feta and Richter, and his first name coming from Joseph Mengele, who carried out experiments on prisoners at the Auschwitz concentration camp. World War II also played an influence on the nationality of the other main characters who were American and Japanese. That's an interesting thing. Six includes many horror film cliches in the first act, such as a broken down car, lack of phone signal, and very naive victims. You know that, Elise. <laughs> Six did this in an attempt to lull audiences into thinking they are watching a conventional horror film, therefore making Dr. Heiter's treatments of his victims more shocking. I think I do, I, like I said, I do understand what he was trying to do but i think it was just terribly lost in translation you know i if if it really was supposed to be a parody of all this stuff that happened in world war ii how fucking dreadful you know i know yeah that's not exactly a happy thought is it really I, no. I, and it's it's so interesting that he kept it from investors because he probably knew that on a moral level it wasn't right 
you know particularly taking all of the you know the the amalgamation of of those people's names that are prominent in nazi standing and having them having it all melded together into this dude like it just seems really quite offensive Mm. you know um six placed a japanese person at the front of the centipede to create a language barrier between the doctor and the centipede Throughout the film, the characters, within the exception of Haita, who for the most part speaks to the centipede in English, speak in their native tongue languages only, subtitled for the viewer to into English where necessary. Katsuro, as the front part of the centipede, can only speak Japanese and therefore cannot speak with either the Doctor or Jenny or Li- and Lindsay. Secondly, Katsuro's position in the centipede sets up the opportunity for the Doctor and a victim of the centipede to fight toward the climax of the film. Six stated in the director's commentary for The Human Centipede that he has a personal fear of hospitals and doctors. So he stretched out the scene where Heiter explains how he will create the centipede and the subsequent procedure to create his own nightmare. Well, good for you that you got somebody to fund your weird little thoughts. Mm. Um, (laughs) (laughs) While seeking funding for the film, Six pitched the idea of a surgeon who sewed people together. He did not initially reveal that the victims would be joined mouth to anus, as he believed this idea would stand no chance of receiving investments. Yeah, 100%. That would have not got through anywhere. His backers felt that the idea of a surgeon sewing people together was original and Six received the funding. However, they did not learn the exact details of the film until it had been completed. Six claimed that they were very happy with the film finished film. Before signing on, the actors were given an outline of the storyboard rather than a complete script. They were also shown sketches of how the centipede would be formed. You've got to be desperate for work to agree to do that, aren't you? I know. I wonder how much I would really be interested to find out how much the actors got paid like. Mm. Especially the middle girl. Mm. Yeah, because that's definitely like the roughest one. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Like if you want if you're gonna be put in a human sense speed, you want to be at the front, don't you? Yeah. yeah. For sure. <laughs> Not that you would want to, but like I mean, ideally, yeah, yeah. You I don't, don't want to be you don't want to be a part of it generally. I mean, yeah. But like at least we know from watching if it's strictly in terms of this movie, if your car breakdown breaks down, don't go and go for a wee wander through some fucking weird woods and shit and go to a creepy man that tell asks you, Are you alone? And then it's very, very strange. Just don't do any of that and you won't end up in a human centipede. I I, I think I honestly think that he yeah that it he's parodied all of these classic things at the beginning mm-hmm. of purpose it seems like he's he's added those superficial sort of things to make it seem like it's a normal movie um mm. but he's done that consciously in a way of sort of saying you know fuck you typical <laughs> this isn't going to be what you fucking think yeah. it is just like you yeah. did with the spackers you know yeah. um it, it it's it's a very interesting take for a dutchman to to do um interesting is the least i can say about it i suppose um the hotel room scene near the beginning of the film was filmed in a hotel suite at a location near amsterdam beautiful place i don't um, remember the room scene have, have it has any have either of you guys seen the weird little spanish movie two no it's on netflix so it it's actually a very vague version of this but instead of them being asked mouth that it's a man and a woman who were stitched together by the stomach oh 
and it's called Two, and it's a Spanish, it's a it's a Spanish movie, and it's very like over dramatic and ho- full of horror. And uh, I won't spoil it if you ever watch it, but it's got a very interesting. I'm not gonna. <laughs> no, you're not I interested. Watch it tonight. Okay, I, I won't. I won't say. I'm gonna watch Megan is missing tonight. Do it. Don't no no. Don't watch it alone. Oh. <laughs> this is what the director really? says. Don't watch it alone. Don't watch it at night. And um, when what was it say, Ferd? When the when the, the when the text, it, when the info when the note? writing the info writing text comes on the screen, you've got about ten seconds to brace yourself for like probably like the more disturbing part of the movie. And it fucking is like it's so, not. Cool. Should I really not watch it alone? Because I I kind of don't have an option. I did. There. You, I did. You can watch I sat it alone. It's fine. Watched it on my sixty-five inch TV. I, I can't not watch horror like. Obviously, I will watch horror movies during the day. I'm not saying I won't do it, but I I like watching horror movies at night. Yeah, no, I do too. Um, there's just something you know, about Megan is missing. It has this it has this horrendous dark atmosphere to it. It's horrendous. I'll give you I'll give you a wee message later. Yeah, every, every it, hour it, through the it's night when heavy. I can't sleep. It, it's really heavy and it's extremely excessively like. I, it's disturbing. It is. I'll, and, I'll maybe just. I'll see how much. I'll, if it's if I find it too much, I'll maybe just watch half of it and watch something else. Give it a chance because a lot yeah. of people watch the first half an hour and they think, "Why the fuck am I watching this? This is stupid." And it mm-hmm. it kind of like it makes you, it makes you kind of think that there's not going to be too much to for it. But at the same time, there is this atmosphere that's building. So keep with it, even if it seems okay. a bit tedious, and just pay attention. Like let, like really, don't be on your phone or anything like that. Mm. It's one of those movies, like because a lot of people make this mistake when they're watching found footage movies. They just go on their phones and they're not concentrating. Like just mm. really like watch it for what it is. This piece of found footage media, and you will get sucked in. And then by the time it gets to that half an hour, forty five minute point when things start to amp up, you'll really start to feel it. You know. Okay. Um, I'm gonna yeah, do it. I'm it's I was like, like, so like I said, I had my friends over for horror movies last night. And we watched, so we watched Terrifier 2, then we watched The Human Centipede. And then I was like, uh, we were just looking for something else to watch. And they hadn't seen Midsummer actually, funnily enough, since we were talking mm. about that. And I was like, oh, you, you need to watch Midsummer. So I don't know how you guys feel about Hereditary, but I'm um, mm. comparing the two. Oh, okay. So I don't like Hereditary. Or oh, really? more, more specifically, I don't like the last half of Hereditary. But okay. um, I think Midsummer's a better movie. I think it makes more sense. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so I was saying that because I, I actually went to the cinema to see Hereditary with one of the girls that was over last night. So that's why I was like, oh, we need to watch I can't believe you've not seen it. We need to watch it. And uh, I put it on and they went straight on their phones and I was like, guys, <laughs> you need to pay attention to the start of this movie because mm. it's actually really important to the entire mm. plot. Absolutely. I, actually, to be fair, though, I remember, I think I'd gone on my phone when I first watched it and literally like looked at my phone and sent a message and then I, and then she was screaming and I was like, what happened? <laughs> like, you really, it's such a bad thing now, isn't it? You just Google if you go on your phone and you just end up missing so much on the on films. It's one of the reasons why I love going to the cinema so much. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. it's still something that I enjoy doing because it is literally my phone is away from me for two hours and that's it. I get and I get really sucked into films. And um, I last have night, Katie. Yeah, I was just gonna say, did you keep your phone away last night when you watched Halloween? <laughs> yes, I did. Um, <laughs> what a weird fucking movie. Um, it, it is literally if if Lifetime did a Halloween movie, I kind of was <laughs> just like what. What is this? This is a very strange romantic drama <laughs> with a little bit of horror peppered in here. I didn't sign up for this. Um, Did you like it, Zephod? 
Uh, I'm it. like still torn on it. Yeah, I yeah. liked it. It's it's like it's, like originally I said it's it's different, and mm. that's that could be good, could be bad. <laughs> I've definitely got. I've only watched it the once, so I need to watch it at least another time. Yeah, yeah. Or at least another couple. Why did you like it, Elise? I just thought. I, I mean, it was. I, I like. I know we've just said that. I just thought it was different. The start mm. was pretty shocking like I was you know yeah. it's funny I was recording with Scott just like the night before um the night before I went to see it and he said oh like you're gonna be shocked by the start mm. and see when somebody says that to me I'm like right I like I'm gonna figure out what's gonna happen and I won't be shocked and I still like I still don't see it coming even though I was trying yeah. to figure out what's going on I just think so I like that it wasn't just like Michael Myers versus Laurie Strode's. Uh, and I know that maybe like I know what a lot of people are saying that they shouldn't have waited till the last movie to do that. And I, I kind of get that. I think that um, I liked. Um, oh, God, I've forgotten his name now. Corey. Uh, Corey, yeah, I liked I quite liked that whole story. I think that they needed a, a less of Alison and Corey's story because it just was a bit much. Like, I think they mm. needed to do a bit less of that. I think killing him didn't make sense for the fact that they'd built him up for a whole movie. And I also think they should have had a bit more Myers as well. So there was things wrong with it, but I thought generally it was pretty good. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't see a problem with the limited amount of screen time Michael Myers had because obviously that's yeah, kind of a fa- <laughs> that's kind of a factor in some movies anyway, isn't it? He's not it's even like with the Terminator, he's not hugely in terminator you know mm-hmm. but we know him isn't is is that movies about him you mm-hmm. don't need to have like a full hour about my it wasn't so yeah. much that for me and i i totally agree with you i i didn't see the point of the allenson and and cory thing yeah um, being so it, it was just it was a little bit too much it was I a bit just, yeah. it just for me it didn't have the same tones as as is I really enjoyed Halloween and then Halloween Kills and I yeah. liked them because they were extremely amped up and I think Halloween Ends it had sort of this it was tired you know mm. even when he climbs into that freaking little pipe to get get to Michael and he like he literally like manages to get Michael's mask off of him and run off and I was like what like who could do that to Michael Myers you know um mm. Like I couldn't, I couldn't, I I couldn't understand. They kind of made Michael into something. Like they made him weaker. They made yeah. Lauren tired. Um, even the procession, it didn't feel. Um, I think I said this already. Like it didn't feel as epic as as what it could have been. Like, it it just it all felt very strained, and it didn't. That it it just didn't sit right. It just didn't sit right. I I I think if it had been marketed to me as something else and not mm. Halloween ends if it had a different title and was not really it, it was just like a little side add-on I probably would have favored it a little bit more and I would have mm. thought a bit more of it but because it was supposed to be the end of this trilogy I kind of was like eh I didn't I you know like the, yeah. the Guardian said it best it went out with a whimper rather than a bang you know um I think people would have accepted it a bit more if they had if it had been maybe more I don't mean Michael training Corey or Cody, I've forgotten his name. Corey. Corey. 
<laughs> um, I think if it had been like a passing of the torch to some mm-hmm. degree, then it would have made a bit more sense. Like, mm. like I said, there was bits that I was like, I can see why people had a problem with that. Like mm-hmm. you said, because it was Halloween ends. Yeah. Um, but I mean, generally, I thought it was. I did think it was a good movie, but I yeah, I I did I didn't realize like so many people hate it, don't they? Like it's really. Really? I, I don't I don't despise it it's definitely not the worst thing I've seen this year <clears throat> David Cronenberg um but it it wasn't it wasn't great you know I understand why people don't like it like like what you said but yeah I I, I do think it's funny though like how Hall- the Halloween franchise generally people just hate each other yeah that's on it and I don't I don't really understand it like I've I've literally seen like dozens of my friends fall out on Instagram oh shut up really yeah because it's just you know people get really passionate about their movie Mm. you know um halloween obviously is is one of the bigger franchises isn't it and Mm. people will be back yeah it'll be back in a couple of years give it yeah yeah there is a green light for a series isn't there yeah apparently i've heard rumblings of it i don't don't think there's anything concrete just yet I didn't know that. I didn't realise that the Chucky TV series was back on either of those, so I'm... Oh, uh, yeah, neither did I. Like, I <laughs> so, um, before we do go, what's your what's your beef with Hereditary? Why don't you like that? <laughs> I, um, I have to say, I liked the first... I would say the first half or something like that. I liked a lot of it. You know when when... I started to dislike it was towards the end when everybody was naked and people were flying about and all that. Just <laughs> a headless like, body flying. I was like, what the fuck is going on? And it was just, I just was like, this has become very stupid. And mm. I had to Google what the fuck had been going on. It was just, yeah, like parts of it were good. I just thought it was stupid. Do you know what's really interesting? Obviously, because Ariasa did Midsummer too, right? Yeah um for me it was the other way around I was oh, really I watched Midsummer and I was like what the fuck is going on you know and I had to google that after I left the cinema no but it's not that I didn't enjoy Midsummer; I didn't mm. understand it and I actually yeah. had to watch it a second time with closed captions explaining to me what the fuck was going on because I did not understand it with Hereditary I understood it fine um and like, I, actually... I did not get the like I, I got the I knew the I knew something was going on, but I did not, I, I really didn't get that it was like a cult and that the girl was the boy and stuff. Like I didn't, yeah, no, I didn't pick up on that. Maybe that's just <laughs> my problem. Maybe I'm too stupid for hereditary. Maybe that's the problem. I'm I'm really looking forward to Ariasta's new movie as well. Is is it Disappointment Boulevard? Uh, I think they've changed the name, haven't they? Yeah. Somebody told me that they may have changed the name, so I'm looking forward to that because obviously Ariasta, who's even if you'd, uh, you you can say though at least that Hereditary is is pretty unique film, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. Ari- Arias is he's he's very um very interesting. We actually did uh we actually had a look at his little short that he did for his dissertation. Um, I don't know if you've seen it. It is on YouTube for free. It's and it's literally a short movie. It's only like 10, 15 minutes long. It's, I mean, it's about half an hour. Half an hour. Sorry. Um, there's something wrong with the Johnsons. Is that what it's called? Uh, something strange about the Johnsons. Something strange about the Johnsons. Oh, if you that ever... sounds familiar. Yeah, if you ever get a chance to to go on a little Ariasta adventure, that definitely give that one a look because that it's only half an hour long as well. But if you enjoy Midsummer, 
um give that a try because yeah Arias's dissertation piece is it's really good I feel like I don't know if I've seen I've at least I've definitely heard of that mm. yeah I've just I've actually because you were talking about another movie Disappointment Boulevard mm-hmm. I've googled it because I was intrigued and mm. Joaquin Phoenix is in it so I will definitely yes. be watching that yes apparently so yeah. yeah I'm on board <laughs> awesome well we've been kind of talking about the human centipede uh, <laughs> uh you know at least we've gotten a little bit more insight as to why right at least we yeah. learned something from this um horrible little movie don't really ever want to talk about it again but we will be mm. talking about it again in the human centipede 2 um elise would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself before we go um yeah so i review movies on my instagram page and i also co-host a youtube show the Uram podcast youtube show so we review movies we post a couple of reviews a month um, the Halloween episode is up just now and you get to see me dressed up as Casey Becker. So <laughs> if you want to check that out. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, Elise, it's been really great having you on here. I'm yeah, thanks for having me. Soon. Um, might even force you to come on for the Human Centipede too, if you're not too <laughs> <good>. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know. We've got a few, we've got quite a few that I think, you know, on that list that, I mean, you've not seen any of them. So you'd be going in raw with both, with, with both of them. I know. I'm like, I feel like it's all new to me. I've not seen hardly any of these type of movies. Uh, it's it's but weird, if, isn't if it? You, can, you think if you, you can know it and then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, I know. I don't know horror at all. <laughs> if you can convince my friends to watch The Human Centipede 2 with me, then I'll do it. <laughs> okay, I've, I've got some work to do. <laughs> all right well next week we're going to be talking about 1977's Eraserhead Zayford has finally uh, Wait, received are we, it are we doing that one next week or are we, we are. doing it the week after are we doing it the week after Zayford you tell me I don't know in the schedule it says the loved ones the loved ones oh mm. my gosh I've seen I that I've seen that, that movie <laughs> yes I've seen that one okay so I'd rather be talking about that than a razor head to be honest with you no offense to anyone who likes David Lynch but yeah love ones brilliant Australian horror movie so looking forward to doing that so that will be next week will it say third is that what yes. we're doing instead yeah we'll okay. do loved ones and then we'll do a razor head excellent Zayford you haven't seen the loved ones have you no no I haven't. tell him tell him how good it's it is. so good it is so good you'll love it you will it should be fun it's a good one <laughs> all right well we've been katie zayford and elise elise thank you again and thank uh, you. we'll see you next time bye goodbye bye.